Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. And today's guest is Dr. Harry Adelson, a friend and one of the early adopters of stem cell therapy for chronic musculoskeletal pain. Uh, he's the founder of Doser Clinics in Park City. And you might have seen the video of me doing a, a six hands whole body stem cell makeover with uh, him and his team where I've had stem cells put in my brain and other parts of my body. He also just came out with a documentary about stem cells. But I asked him to come in for this special short podcast because I wanted to talk specifically about immune function and stem cells and get thoughts from one of the leaders in the field on stem cells and COVID and viruses and immunity. Uh, not that he's using stem cells for it, but I want the thinking of a leader and long-time experienced person in the field. We're talking thousands and thousands of procedures um, over the course of a long period of time. So Harry, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Dave. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I've come in, I've had uh, you know, you and the team you work with, uh, Amy Killen and Marcella uh, come in, uh, Marcella Madera, um, who's the Johns Hopkins neurosurgeon, and the three of you kind of came together and put stuff together uh, for every part of me that could be upgraded. Uh, and a lot of it's around inflammation. Talk to me about your take on stem cells and inflammation from viruses specifically. Is there a role for stem cells or other things in stem cells for those of us who want to be highly resilient? Well, um, Dave, before I sort of launch into a bunch of geeky science, I'd first like to just sort of say that, you know, I read your, uh, the, a number of the pieces that you put out on how to uh, hopefully prevent and possibly treat COVID. And they're very well researched and very well written. Um, I liked your focus on interleukin-6. So interleukin-6 is, that's the main, there's a number of uh, what are called inflammatory cytokines that are, and interleukin-6 is probably the most famous, the most important, and the most central. So what interleukin-6 is, is it's, imagine it's a fire alarm. Most cells in the body can produce interleukin-6. And a fire alarm is designed that even like a fourth grader can trip the fire alarm. You don't need a fireman to trigger the fire alarm. You just need someone to trigger the fire alarm. And what that does, the release of interleukin-6, is it lets the body know that there is a foreign invader present on board that needs to be dealt with. The issue that you run into is when the levels of interleukin-6 get too high and are too high for too long, that's sort of when you get into like autoimmune disease. And that's where you get what, you know, what we've heard a lot in the news, this cytokine storm. Now, sort of the most classic example, like when you're learning about cytokine storm in naturopathic medical school or conventional medical school, the most classic example of cytokine storm is with graft versus host disease. The most classic example of cytokine storm is with graft versus host disease. That can be either from a bone marrow transfusion or from an organ transplant where the body recognizes that there's a foreign invader and then you just like produce this enormous quantity of interleukin-6 and other inflammatory cytokines. Well, that's useful when it's sort of within certain bounds but now when it, when it goes out of control, then you're sort of in the realm of autoimmune disease. And that's kind of what's happening with COVID is it's similar to graft versus host disease where the immune system gets switched on, but it, it's unable to turn itself off. 
So when interleukin-6 is high, so let's sort of like do a little review of the immune, immune system, the different types of cells. There's the T cells, which are responsible for cell-mediated immunity. There's B cells, which are responsible for uh, humoral immunity. So that's like the production of antibodies. Then there's another a number of other types of cells, like natural killer cells, which are largely used, which are largely responsible for uh, suppressing the growth of cancer, and macrophages, which do the cellular cleanup. But the most important in this conversation are the T cells. So when interleukin six is high. What it does is it stimulates the production of the T cells because the T cells are the actual cells that attack the foreign invader. The issue that we run into with COVID is people's interleukin-6 is so high that we just start way overproducing the T cells and the T cells start attacking your entire body. That's why we see this multiple organ failure. It's not just the lungs, it's also the heart, it's the kidneys, it's, the, it's all the organs in the body just because everything is inflamed. Like if you've ever had like an infection on, a, on your finger or something, any kind of infection, you know it gets red, hot, painful, irritated, it, it uh, releases exudate, you know, it oozes. Well, that's what's happening in your entire body. I have a question for you about that, Harry. Now, we know that, that these inflammatory cytokines, IL-6, it does cause inflammation everywhere, but something else happens with inflammation. You get a reduction in blood flow, which, which creates something called uh, pseudohypoxia, uh, which is when you get these knots in your muscles, and it's, it's a condition where there is actually hypoxia in the cell, even though there is oxygen present, and there's also a lack of blood flow from all these uh, inflammatory things floating around everywhere which seems like it's also contributing to the cause of damage. So it's not just the cytokines, it's lack of oxygen in the cell and it's a metabolic uh, cascade uh, that happens after the inflammation. Right, and especially with COVID because we don't even really understand the pathophysiology. We don't know what's happening and what's going wrong. One of the theories that I've seen is that it's actually a disease of the hemoglobin, where the hemoglobin loses the iron molecule. The iron molecule is what's responsible for binding the oxygen to it. It's what allows hemoglobin to carry oxygen to the rest of the body. So if you lose that iron molecule, two things are happening. Your cells lose the ability to bind to oxygen, which is why you're unable to oxygenate your tissue. And also, now you have all this free-floating iron. Talk about oxidation. I mean, your body's actually like rusting. You have all this free ferritin, all this free iron, um, which is extremely damaging and irritating. And this might, if and, and that theory has not been completely demonstrated yet, but it's one of the theories out there that I've read. Uh, the first scientific article on it came out of China. Um, but what, you know, when you hear these, these recent reports of young people having strokes, it really does make you question whether or not this is a disease of the blood. The only theory that matches all of the symptoms we've seen is that theory. And there's now three different proof points for that theory of using three different um, you know, molecular, genetic, and other measurement tools. So I, I think that's what's going on. And lots of free iron and a lack of oxygen because your hemoglobin's damaged would definitely trigger one mother of a cytokine storm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're, yeah, your body is literally rusting. <laughs> it's, it's awful. So, so, you know, this is where stem cell therapy comes in. Because of the 
modalities that are being studied, stem cell therapy actually potentially shows the most promise. Okay, that's a big statement. The most promise. Okay, so how would you apply stem cell therapy if, if you know if you had it? I mean, you're, you're, you have access to stem cells and everything else. How would you apply it to you know, healing Dr. Harry? So l- let me just, I'll first mention what the, what's out there and w- why I sort of feel like it's, it shows such promise. The, uh, the first case report came out of China. It was a, just a single case. It was a 65-year-old woman who was on a ventilator. Now, the thing to remember about, you know, if you get on a ventilator from COVID, your chance of survival is 12%. 88% of people who go on a ventilator never come off. They die. So, you know, it's it's practically a death sentence to go on a ventilator. It's it's awful. There are some people who survive, but it's it's rare. So so, you know, we need to keep that in mind when we're talking about these small studies. So this first case report was a 65 year old woman who success. This is out of China who successfully got off a ventilator. Then there were a number of small uh, informal trials out of China that uh, didn't save everybody, but it's. It, it sort of flipped that it was sort of became like 80% survival and 20% non-survival as opposed to the other way around. Uh, there were, there were I'm, that I'm aware of, I think there were five small trials that have been completed already. And now there's, I think, with stem cells, yeah, with mesenchymal stem cells, uh, mostly umbilical cord, culture expanded umbilical cord stem cells. Uh, now there's currently six studies underway in China, and there's one study in the U.S. and one study in Israel that are that's happening. Uh, the one in Israel is a is a, a drug company called PluriStem that uh, they they released a sort of a pilot, uh, some some preliminary uh, cases. I think it was seven cases, and six out of the seven cases uh, had significant improvement. The other company is is an Australian and American company called Mesoblast, and they uh, they had one pilot study that I think was twelve people on ventilators. Ten of them got off, so they were able to successfully get ten out of twelve people off ventilators by intravenously infusing cultured umbilical cells. Yes, which are not legal in the U.S. Which are not legal in the U.S., but they're under review currently. So that makes me feel safer. They could save my life, but they're under review. Okay. Well, because it's also new. Like, uh, heaven forbid we get access to new stuff that is our own choice. <laughs> well, Mesoderm currently has. They're in the the pathway for FDA approval for treating, as we were talking about graft versus host disease, which is really very similar to COVID. So this is a short step. Now, in, in periods like this where you have, you know, there's this clause of compassionate care where you can try these sort of experimental uh, methods on people. So there's, so this mesoderm, they've got like a 20 center trial going on. Um, and it'll take a while to see that. But, you know, of everything that I've been reading about, I'm very happy to say that my own field of stem cell medicine is what I've seen that shows the most promise. Okay, so you're really excited about this. What about things that are available in the U.S., like exosomes? And I like to call this in uh, in Superhuman, uh, my anti-aging book. You know, your work with me was was featured there, but we talked about exosomes, which I, I call stem cell juice. But they're, they're the growth factors from it. Do you think exosomes have a role to play when people are dealing with the symptoms of COVID? I think, you know, I think it's certainly worth a try. I mean, it's, ex- so what exosomes are is 
Exosomes are the vesicles filled with growth, growth factors that are the actual active ingredient with the stem cells. So what stem cells do in order to decrease inflammation and de decrease levels of this interleukin-6 is they actually donate, the mesenchymal stem cells donate their mitochondria to the T cells and cause the T cells to differentiate into regulatory T cells. So, you know, the, the T cells that we've been talking about, the aggressive ones that, you know, kill invaders are called cytotoxic T cells. Well, the stem cell donates their mitochondria to these cytotoxic T cells, causes them to differentiate into regulatory T cells. Regulatory T cells are the one that suppress autoimmune disease. They actually decrease inflammation. So, you know, one way to do it is to administer mesenchymal stem cells. The other way to do it is just to administer exosomes, which are the active ingredient of, of stem cells. I'm looking at at the treatments you know that that I've done where you know, there's bone marrow aspirate, there's exosomes. Um, if someone um, was, how do I put this? If someone was dealing with a lot of inflammation and lung issues, uh, probably from COVID, and they said, "All right, you know, I I want to immediately do everything that you can think of with stem cells." Uh, let's say it's on a mythical boat in the ocean, not subject to anything other than common sense. <laughs> um, would you give them intravenous exosomes? Would you have them breathe exosomes? How would they do it? Would, would you take bone marrow stem cells, culture cells? Was this all intravenous? Uh, you know, how, how do you administer it? How would you how would you go about this if you weren't worried about money and you weren't worried about regulatory? You were just worried about the patient. Sure. So, so there's sort of two issues here. One is what type of stem cells or stem cell product would you use? And then the second is the route of administration. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. So as far as, you know, here, what I do, and, and we, you discussed this in uh, Superhuman, and we've, we've done past podcasts on this. And also, it's, it's in your documentary. You just did the stem cell solution. In fact, the last trip I was on before the lockdown was for the, the release um, of the, you know, the, what do you call that? The, the red carpet premiere of the stem cell solution. Is, and that's probably available online right now for people. Yeah, so the, the documentary film that we produced is called Stem Cell Solution. And the, the URL is very simply stemcellsolutionfilm.com. And it's a 60-minute documentary that you're in, that Mark Hyman is in, that we've got Jim Quick, we've got Visions in there, we got a you know a bunch of the a lot of friends of Bulletproof and uh, personal yeah. friends of both of us, uh, just talking about you know, why why they matter. So I I guess I'm getting a little bit off track there, but I'm just thinking about all the different questions I'm asking you that 
that some of them we've addressed here and addressed there, but I've never asked you just straight up. The gloves come off. You know, no, no one's going to, to judge you regulatorily because now you're in international waters or you're on a space station or something. You have all the tools you can think of at your disposal. What would you do? Like, like I'm, I'm asking for Harry, okay, Harry Adelson Unleashed. That, that's it. I would do what I do in my clinic every day, which is the kitchen sink approach. Take stem cells from your bone marrow, take stem cells from your fat, supplement that with exosomes. So what makes my stem cells, 51-year-old stem cells, is as we age, our own stem cell loses the ability to manufacture the vesicles filled with growth factors, the exosomes that are the actual active ingredient. So what we do is we take these very young, robust, placental-derived stem cells that have been separated from the other person's cell, so there's uh, there's no genetic material at all, the membrane of these exosomes is identical to the membrane of your stem cells. So what we think happens is your stem cell absorbs them into themselves, thereby making them that of a a stem cell of a younger person. So that's what I would do. And yes, I would administer intravenously because when you do give stem cells intravenously, the actual stem cell size is larger than the blood vessels in the lungs. So the stem cells get caught up in the lungs and dump all their growth factors in the lungs, which is where you need it the most. So you would do what you're, uh, what you're doing now. Now, when I came in, you injected all the joints in the body. I'm guessing you would skip that. You would go straight for intravenous if, if someone's in the throes of, a, of an inflammatory situation. So you underwent a full body stem cell makeover and what full body stem cell makeover, which we talk about in stem cell solution, is the injection of stem cells into the entire musculoskeletal system, all the moving parts in the body in a single sitting. So the entire spine and both shoulders, both elbows, both wrists and thumbs, both hips, both knees, both ankles and great toes. The, the nice thing about giving it that way is your own body is acting like a time release system. You're still going to get you know, they're still going to make their way into systemic circulation, but you're getting them to where, you know, where, where you don't have very good blood flow in the joint surfaces and so forth. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think if somebody, if, if we're on our magical boat in the, in the space station, probably I'd still do IV. If a person is sick with COVID, I'd still want to do IV because I'd want them all to go to the lungs. But I think when you're doing a full body stem cell makeover, the systemic effect is really, it can be quite profound. The systemic anti-inflammatory effect. Yes. Okay, yes. got it. So uh, you would you start with intravenous, um, but hmm, um, I guess you would you would still be willing to uh, have someone sedated and all of that to go in uh, and all the different joint things. I mean, I, I was out for like four hours. Yeah, we sedate everybody. We put everybody to sleep because I don't need your help. <laughs> but wouldn't you? I mean, would you want to wait till I was done with the virus before you would do something like that, or you think that they actually would go well together? Um, well, I mean, based on these on these initial case reports that are coming out of China and Israel, and then this m- recent one in the U.S., uh, no, I would I would want treatment as you know as soon as I got before you get on a ventilator. Yeah, but the treatment would be whole body stem cell makeover if you could do it, not just yeah, intravenous. Yeah, that that might be a little heavy just because it's a little intense. Yeah, probably better to just do IV. Probably better to do IV, and I don't even know that I would want to do the bone marrow and the fat aspiration, because even that's kind of incense. So yeah, I would probably just stick with exosomes and, um, and ozone. You know, you, you've written a bunch about ozone. We're getting a new ozone unit in, which is actual blood dialysis, which filters the blood 
ozonates the blood and passes it through ultraviolet blood irradiation. I, I just had a couple of those things done um, uh, with Matt Cook. And so I, I think yeah, this is the very, same unit we're getting. It's very cutting edge stuff. And I think we're going to see a lot of people benefit if, in fact, if hospitals had ozone dialysis units instead of ventilators, um, you can you can directly filter the inflammatory molecules and proteins out of the blood uh, and all of that, as well as sterilize the blood. So I, I would love to have one of those in my house if I could uh, during a time like a pandemic. Uh, but even then, um, I, I think ozone is is going to be one of the ways we treat all viruses as we evolve into, uh, into the coming years. Uh, are you as bullish on ozone as I am? Oh, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. That's why I'm getting this unit in. It's the, the unit we're getting in is the same that, that Matt has. Are you going to be combining ozone with stem cells? I mean, you can do prolozone injections into joints. Have you ever done stem cells and ozone at the same time? Well, we ozonate the bone marrow. Like when you had your full body stem cell makeover, we ozonate the bone marrow. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bet. All right. Uh, what else would you think as a naturopath, as someone who's really dug deep on inflammation and stem cells uh, for a huge amount of your career, uh, what else are, should people know uh, from your perspective, knowing there's some stuff we don't know, but we're talking about your best judgment with the facts you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I think your article really laid it out very well. I think you you hit all the high points. And, you know, I'd say pro probably the most important uh, thing is daily exercise. Now, not extreme CrossFit, ex you know, go till you're completely exhausted because that actually suppresses your immune system. But um, but daily exercise is the thing that inc that increases the circulation, your circulating stem cells uh, more than anything. So I think daily exercise is probably the single most, which is hard to do if you're if you're quarantined it at home. But you just gotta you know figure out a prison workout and make it happen. Prison workout. There you go. <laughs> well, the good news is uh, there's lots of technologies and ways to do that. Uh, so I, I think there's so many people offering free classes and whatnot. Um, any thoughts on saunas or cold showers during COVID? Uh, I think that's all great. I think all that stuff is terrific. All right, Harry, thank you for a quick, uh, quick hit podcast uh, where we could just talk about specifically, are people doing this? Does it make sense? Um, the short version is that if you're living in the US right now, unless you're near a doctor like uh, Dr. Harry or all, your, your availability of exosomes or stem cells is probably limited because a lot of elective procedures are, are banned right now. My argument would be that we need to immediately allow elective procedures, um, in part because ones like this are resilient, but also let's look at net suffering and net deaths. The number of people who have cancer or have heart disease and need to go in for treatments that are currently unavailable, it's frightening. Uh, also, you wouldn't know this unless you're reading a lot the number of hospitals who are laying off people right now is very substantial. Revenues have gone through the floor in hospitals. And why? Because no one's coming in because they want to leave space for sick people. And so what that means is people who are having heart attacks or having symptoms won't come in. And it also means that when people need uh, recurring care that requires a hospital, uh, things like chemo and whatnot, it's simply unavailable. And this has affected people in my family. It's affected millions of other people. So look, 
elective medical procedures are not really elective for most of them. And I would say if you're sick and you have COVID and you have a physician near you who can give you exosomes, it's not elective, it's life-saving. And it's your call whether it's elective, not some random legislator who doesn't even have a medical degree. So, so thanks for pointing that out, Harry. And uh, if you liked today's episode, is a quick and mini episode. I would love to get your feedback. Whether you'd like these shorter interviews, you'd like some longer ones, I'm continuing with the one-hour format twice a week, sometimes more when I've got something topical and useful for you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And the full transcript, as always, as well as all of the writing I've done on COVID, will be on DaveAsprey.com. If you'd like to know more about Dr. Harry and his work, including the whole body stem cell makeover that he did on me, he's got a lot of writing up there and the documentary and everything. Docere Clinics, D-O-C-E-R-E clinics.com. Thanks, Dr. Harry. Thank you, Dave. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.